fucking hate is pot smokers that are like really adamant that everybody, sh absolutely everybody, should smoke pot. Like they think it's the miracle drug. Yeah, no. That's and it's just it's such. It's fucking, not the wonder drug. I remember there was one uh, like 420, like April 20th, where I was on the train with some dude headed to the rally in the city, and he was just some guy that was doing the diploma while I was doing the degree at Box Hill, and. You know, I met him like once or twice at Platform 3 and he seemed like a cool enough guy. And then on that train ride, he was the most obnoxious cunt I have ever met in my life. Just about weed, you know, pulling his joint out, waving it around. Kids looking at him, he's like, it's medicine. And I'm like, put that fucking shit away. You're, yeah. you're a fucking idiot. And he yeah. just couldn't get his shit together to get on the train in time. I kept being like, dude, TikTok, let's go. <laughs> we missed like two trains. We're fucking late. We missed 420. I was like, you fucking suck so much. <laughs> uh, my opinion of him went so sour in a couple of hours. And I just never spoke to him again. Yeah, good call. Good call. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Yeah. Yeah, well, and yeah, just fuck anyone that's like waving drugs around. You know, that'd be like saying that you have to drink to have fun, sort of thing. And it's just, mm. I mean, I think it helps, but that's just me. <laughs> I like any drug. It's just like whoever it works for. It's not like it's 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 the person. It's not the drug. You know, mm. sometimes it's and and also it's funny, like the personality types that attract that attract to certain types of drugs as well. Like, yeah, there's. I feel like there's certain types of people that do. Well, there's definitely cultures that attract certain drugs. So I guess people like yeah. being involved in a culture is a first sort of being living in Australia. Definitely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. you're pretty much just born to be a degenerate. I think you're yes. fucking offspring. <laughs> you're a convict offspring. So <laughs> instead of a baby bottle, it's a can of VB. Yeah, <laughs> VB long neck. Exactly. No, Suck on this light. one, Timmy. Yeah. Cascade lights that are like, it's fine, it's a light beer. It's a light beer. <laughs> you got to get them started on the easy stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Ease them in. Ease them into Carlton Draft. Jesus Christ, it's not a VB. I'm not going to fucking abuse my kid. It's just a Cascade light. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's premium. It says it in the name. Is that kid holding a joint? Oh, it's like 70% tobacco, to be fair. <laughs> He's gonna, he'll be fine. <laughs> just a couple of leaves in there, mate. Oh, man. That feels like a really good place to start. Yeah. Yeah, let's come Honestly, in. Yeah, hey, right. it's with a pretty good thanks podcast. How are you going? I'm pretty good, thanks. How are you? <laughs> I'm not too bad. Welcome back, Liam. So you've decided to rejoin yeah, Reside yeah, finally. Yeah. You're leaving Vatic. You guys have done the old switcheroo back. Yeah, exactly. The old bait and switches, I like to call it. Oh, that you know baited me hard. <laughs> it was and I switched it. Yeah, hard. it was a massive bait. Yeah, it was. <laughs> you know what? It was. You were like a master. I was like a master. Yeah, of that you were. Bait. Ma you were master baiting. Yeah. And we're here with Adam Pinzone. <laughs> How are we doing? Way to put me on the spot right now. Yeah. <laughs> What's your position on uh, masturbating? Well, I love a good debate. Yeah. <laughs> and I prefer it when it's with the masses. <laughs> One time I was actually playing a, monop a game of Monopoly with my older brother and my dad, and there was some debate going on about some trade. And my brother literally said, can we please just stop the masturbating? And I just fucking lost it. I was like... <laughs> It's hard not to laugh. Yeah, but. come on. Do you remember that moment in primary school when you uh, found out about the word ma the word masticating? Like to me, uh, to, to, yeah. to chew. Yeah, you masticating, bro. What? No. What? It just means to chew. Yeah, it's just like that vaudeville humour. <laughs> yeah. Is it bad that I didn't know about that word until high school? <laughs> You're a late bloomer. Wait, hang on. Wait, what's this word? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that be awkward if we're like, oh, I remember that moment. Everybody had it and you sit here and, and you're like, like uh, am I weird? <laughs> where were you when you found out about masticating? All right, did you actually, did you have this experience where you're in a science class once and one of the kids is reading aloud from the textbook for the class and they get the word organism mistaken and they say it as orgasm or the teacher says orgasm or something? <laughs> that ever happened to you? I remember I a class, I'm a science sure. class when that happened. It's definitely, like, I've definitely been <laughs> reading the word, like, Every time I would read it in a textbook in my head, I'd be like, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I don't think I've ever had an experience where someone's read it aloud as orgasm. I thought that might've been one of those like universal things. Like everyone's always one. There's yeah. always one person that fucks it. I've already learned that there's a lot of things that I've never experienced. <laughs> <laughs> very sheltered at yeah, Very first masticating. <laughs> Now, organisms. <laughs> All right, we're here live. I'm pretty good. Thanks for Adam is going to masticate on air for us. Yeah. On organisms. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Hopefully not have an orgasm. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure the dude that did that in our science class was the... Uh, the <laughs> teacher. No, no. It was, uh, it was a student reading out. It anything. was a student reading out. It was the guy that read me his poetry on the train when I saw him like oh, yes, five yes. years later. 
this, I bump into this guy. And this, like, this kid, he was, like, he wasn't, like, a bad kid or anything. He just liked to, you know, he was a bit of a troublemaker, just a mm. cheeky cunt. Mm. Yes. Uh, and so, I knew him through year seven, eight, and nine. Don't see him through all of high school. And maybe a couple years out of high school, I bump into him on the train. And he's just, like, he's in this poncho. He's got this beard. He looks, like, really spaced out with a peaceful smile. And he's, like, hey, man, how you doing? I was, like, holy fuck, hey, man. He sits down in front of me and he's, like, can I read you some poetry I wrote today? <laughs> and I was like, holy fuck. I was like, sure thing. But it was just the most bizarre experience. Someone moved to Belgrave. <laughs> it, it, yeah. it, it, like, it, it reminds me of like that person that came back from Falls Festival, like talking about like energies. Uh, and, like, yeah, uh, I really aligned my, sh- yeah, chakras. my chakras and all yeah. that sort of like that. It, yeah. Yeah, man, I just bought these crystals. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're really charged. Put them me. on my windowsill. Let Don't leave them on your window, Snill. Crush them up and fucking go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Rail them, brother. <laughs> we come full circle. Yeah. And now we're back. And now we're back. How are you, Adam? I'm good, thank you. How are you guys? We are pretty good, pretty thanks. Good. Thank you. Oh, thank you for yes. asking. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's a beautiful day today, actually. Yeah. Dude, it's fucking Feels nice. good to do this in person as well. Yes! Because we the last one we did was over video call, wasn't yes. it? Yes. Oh. oh, the old Zoom episodes. <laughs> Back, Zoom sessions. Yeah, back when the world was a, a sheltered place. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's still pretty sheltered. But yeah, yeah, it's like I keep thinking about I want things to go back to normal, but I also think about how lucky we are that we're not in that fucking full like lockdown where it seems like there's mm. never going to be an mm. end anymore. And so it's like this halfway point where it's like this, I can see a lot of people just sort of accepting this is the new normal and it never ever goes back to the way it was. I don't want that. I don't want that either. And like, I fucking hope I'm wrong. And I probably am because I'm an idiot, but. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> a little but, bit, but. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, no, it's all right. Well, the idiots can have opinions too. Exactly. They may be wrong, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, look, I, I'm going to be selfish and say I want everything to go back to normal so I can go on tour again. Yeah. yeah. I just want to. I want to go overseas, but not even musically. Just go overseas again. Just go I want traveling. to go traveling. I I've only been overseas once to Japan. Yeah. Oh, and how I was, was that? Oh, phenomenal. I've never ever Japan left the country. Like, Real? Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, that was my first time leaving the country, and it was like culture shock to the max. Yeah. Because mm. like, no English, just bright lights. It was just just a crazy, crazy first place to go. Like. Definitely one of the best because it's so safe. It's so like everyone there is so polite. It's so clean, but there's enough difference that you you get that full like I'm overseas experience and you get that proper culture shock of being like holy shit, I'm not in Australia anymore. <laughs> so it eases you in, but it's enough of a leap that you you come back from it and you're like I'm ready to take over the world now. Yeah. Like I want to go to Europe. I want to go to like everywhere. That's so interesting. I hear some, like, every, t- you know, typical every person that comes, goes to Europe comes back and craps on about it for, like, the mm. next five years. Mm. But I me, do, like, there's oh. a lot of merit to it as well because it's, like, uh, you know, the one thing, actually, that interested me the most was my mate Taylor came back and he was, like, he realised how fucking uh, shocking our drinking culture is over here. Like, how fucked we are, basically. Oh, yeah. And just... We're all desensitised to it. Yeah, well, that's it. I just, like, I... It, this is how the world is to me because I've never seen yeah. that it's like not like this elsewhere but mm. apparently it's fucked over here <laughs> yeah and i think and i think too like when when people make choices like about that culture as well like it's it's considered like really strange it's like oh like you don't drink you know like <laughs> it seems like it's like like a, stereotyping australians and they're like what, what do you mean you're not having a beer for breakfast yeah exactly <laughs> A VB long neck at 20 to 8 in the fucking morning. Get that up, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I definitely agree what you're saying, Liam. Like, yeah. a lot of people, like, I've grown up not really drinking much. So, mm. I've only just started drinking as I'm older. Yeah. Because I grew up, like, my dad doesn't drink. Mm. So, I've always looked at that and been like, I want to try and do that. Um, didn't work. <laughs> yeah. I love a good beer. But, <laughs> I, but even still, I... Don't necessarily go out and do it often or... Yeah, I treat I, it like a soft drink. You know, like it's something that you just kind of have on occasion. Yeah, like if I'm out and about like with mates or if I'm out for a dinner or out somewhere with a purpose, mm. I'll have a couple. But again, yeah. even then when I do drink, I don't really go for the let's get Well, tanked. yeah, you're not like I'm going to have 12 beers and fucking yeah. yeah. just get shit-faced. One, 
because I hate the feeling of being drunk and like not being in control of my body. Mm. Like as soon as I feel myself getting tipsy, I'm like, oh no, it's happening. (laughs) That's kind of almost like a drug culture in itself, right? Like, I mean, alcoholism, you know, like- Oh, definitely. I'd I'd argue that it's the biggest drug culture because it's the most easily accessible. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you know, a lot of people turn a blind eye to kids doing it. Kid did crack, you'd flip. Yeah. I'm not saying kids should do crack. No, just, just to clear that one up. <laughs> For the record. But, um, like, it's, it's so interesting to hear you say that you don't enjoy getting drunk because yeah. it's such a common thing, especially amongst our age demographic. People love getting fucked up. Oh, yeah. And growing, and, like, especially my late teens to even now, where I will choose not to drink. And I always feel not... Actually, it's better now, but maybe from 18 till about 20, 21 where everyone's really getting into like, yeah, we're just like, we're just out of school. Everyone's getting pissed all the time and I'd rock up, not drink. And everyone, you kind of get that look or like that people kind of look at you being like, you're not drinking. Like, yeah. What, what's yeah. wrong with you, bro? Like, no, 100%. that's not cool. You got to drink with us, which is such a shit way to kind of look at it mm. because yeah, we grow up and it's like beers, alcohol. Mm. Yeah. But I feel like now it's a lot better because mm. I've got a few more friends that are starting to either they've stopped drinking mm. or a few other friends just don't drink either. Mm. So. Yeah. It's and I've, a bit more yeah, normal. And I've, I've, I've recently been to a few things where I don't drink and I still have a great time. Mm. So it clicks in my head. I'm like, Hey, I don't need mm. like, cause the other, the reason why I kind of started was because I'm quite a shy guy, quite a socially awkward guy, mm. especially in social situations. That one really yeah, struck that. a chord. <laughs> Damn. But because <laughs> I'm, can't. Especially in social situations where I either don't know anyone or don't know a lot of people in the room or in the place that I'm going to, Mm. I've turned to having a few beers to kind of loosen up the old anxiety and kind Mm. of open up a bit. But now I feel like I don't have to do that. I can just- You can just channel that. I can still channel that and still have a chat. And once I break the ice in terms of having a chat with someone that I don't know, and I get over that kind of fear of like, oh, what if they think I'm an idiot for some reason? Yeah. Because my brain likes to do that. Yeah. Um, then I'm like, oh, sick. Great. We're on. Yeah. yeah. And it means I don't have to worry about an Uber. I don't have to worry about buying alcohol. Like I save so much money because- You can I probably can, even cop some money for lift home for people sometimes. Yeah. Or free Maccas, oh. which always happens. It's like, oh man. If we duck by Maccas, I'll shut your meal. I'm like, done. (laughs) Say no more. I bet you have it like just a timer going in your car as soon as they get in the car and you're like, how long is it going to take? Because it's going to, they're going to want Maccas and they'll have to, they'll be obligated. I'll just take the long way around Maccas home. I'm like, oh, look at that. It's the golden arches. Yeah. Don't suppose anyone's hungry. (laughs) How fucking sinister. Big Mac. (laughs) No, but like, that's really, that's really interesting. Like, I, I think the, the same thing that, um, like, I still drink often at parties, but, like, I, w- I used to be back when we were in high school mm. together outside of people that I knew at a party. I just wouldn't, I just stick to my little core mm. sort of thing, and that'd be fine. And I felt a bit awkward trying to make new friends. And then drinking kind of, like, emphasized a, I don't know, a more sort of outgoing part of me, I mm. guess. And then. Well, I feel like that's what happens with a lot of people because obviously when you start having a few you loosen up you're like hey yeah you're on pretty cool hey <laughs> but um yeah it's i feel like a lot of people then get trapped into that not like they think they need it to access yeah, that part of exactly. them exactly yeah. and and then also the so like the peer pressure side as we touched on before it's yeah like do you ever get have you ever had that rather where people are like at a party and they're like you have to drink and they're like trying to give you beers oh, yeah, and shit like that all the time that fucking sucks like, man yeah, there's been a lot of times where I've rocked up and I've driven and I was like, come on, man, have a beer. Like, leave your car. Like, either we'll be close to a mate's place. Oh, drop your car there. Come have a beer. I'm just like, nah. <laughs> it's like, it sucks at the start, but then eventually, I mean, the, the best thing is you rock up. When everyone's sober, everyone's like, come on, have a drink. Few few beers in, everyone forgets. And they're off having their own good time. And they're like, yeah, you slip under the radar. <laughs> and then they're like, they just forget that you're not drinking they're too busy having a good time to realise but yeah. it's when they're sober that they know that you're not drinking they'll yeah. hound you just get through that first hour yeah. oh, it's just laugh. a waiting game exactly yeah. it's like chess yeah. <laughs> Ooh, it is like chess. really nice segue there very nice. so yeah, you 
you've been like practicing with us on drums at the rehearsal studio and stuff like that for the uh, upcoming Northcote show. Yes. And I then have. the other night, Liam points out that, oh yeah, Adam's been playing chess as well. And since I've, we've just been having like consistent chess games. Yes. Well, and thanks to the, uh, the recent Melbourne lockdown that happened, mm. I really- And the really, release of the Queen's Gambit. And the release of the Queen's Gambit. <laughs> that, that underground show no one's ever heard of or watched. What you mean? Do you like chess? Oh, I just kind of got into it now. <laughs> <laughs> We've touched on that on here where it's yeah. like there's a there's the, a sketch in that. Yeah, a hundred percent. There's a little there's a little hipster in me that's just like you know all these people liking chess because of the fucking Queen's Gambit <laughs> oh, yeah, poses. No. To be fair though, I watched the Queen's Gambit last year. Like I reckon. It was December last year and I had no desire to play chess. And then it was, yeah, this recent lockdown, a few mates of mine that I play Xbox with were all talking about how they were playing chess together on this on the computer and on their phones. And I was like, the the competitive side of me was like, oh, chuck me in. I, I learned chess once when I was a kid. I reckon, <laughs> how hard can it be? Got checkmate in four moves in my first game. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I need to learn this game. And I had nothing else to do because we were in lockdown. And I was like, this is actually fun. And then I started watching videos and like learning that there's like opening moves and defenses and there's all these stages. I'm like, the fuck is this board game? (laughs) Like, and I just got more and more into it. And then I won my first game against a mate and I was like, oh my God. (laughs) It's a powerful feeling, isn't it? Yeah, because I'm like, is my brain huge? (laughs) (laughs) Just this galaxy brain shit. Exactly. (laughs) Just like, I I look in the mirror, I see Megamind. I'm like, oh, it's me. (laughs) (laughs) I am chess. I am chess. But no, it's, it's a fun little game that, I don't know. I just no, dude. It's fucking awesome. It like it's really good for uh, engaging that like lateral thinking part of your brain yeah. that is just like you're problem solving and it's all patterns and like I guess as a drummer like sort of patterns and uh, I'd hope so. Like it's all like drumming is all mathematical, <laughs> yes, really. Yes, as so long as you like- can count to four, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I I don't know. It's just really appealing to me and it's strangely addictive like staring at the board and being like oh which piece goes where Mm -hmm. how can i take this piece but then also be in an attacking position i don't know it's i'll actually genuinely need to pick your brain on some of those opening moves and stuff because i i don't i haven't like looked at any videos on it i don't fucking know (laughs) i'm like i reckon it goes here oh no oh shit checkmate uh next time (laughs) pretty much you just gotta get beat so many times you know actually it's like a dark souls boss where you just gotta get beat so many times that it's like okay now i know every possible move that can happen here and what my best option is except this dark souls boss takes 30 years to master (laughs) dude fuck that game but Great yeah. game, but fuck that game. Chess is good. You, you, you've you wiped the floor with me a couple of times. Oh, no, that last game we played was actually pretty evenly matched. I, I still lost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not happy about it. Yeah, I'm not trying to make you feel better about losing. Yeah. You prick. <laughs> how about you, Liam? Have you gotten into chess? No. I've, no? I, I know how to play chess. I wouldn't say I have particularly ever been interested in like playing it recreationally um but like i i can understand like the fun side of it i I do love playing board games i i don't know i think i i think i just need to play it more maybe maybe this is something i need to do maybe because it's it's such a social thing around me maybe i need to download it and uh and and join you guys you want to get beat yeah i'll 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 get my i'll get my (laughs) I'll beat your ass. What are the odds Liam will download and I'll lose to him and I'll just cry? All right. Wow. Yeah, all this time this, and this I still lose. This hairdo is actually the um, the swole part of my. It's actually just like a flat shaved head, but this is <laughs> it's covering got, your big it's brain. Actually just covering Extra the brain, big brain coming yeah. out. <laughs> that you gel up every day. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, Liam? Gelling my brain. Gelling my brain. <laughs> It needs to air out. <laughs> no, going back to the um, alcohol, I had a thought about the alcohol thing. What's been your experiences with like performing and like playing, like, maybe playing yeah, playing and and having a few drinks beforehand? Like, has I that enhanced? I will never drink so you, before you, I play. You never have. No, oh. I will never play. I'll never drink before I play because mm. I'm too scared of fucking up. Yeah, like I know that if I drink or if I drink enough, where I start like. Letting things slide. Well, not letting things slide, but having lapses of concentration. I'm too. I'm too shit scared of stuffing up on stage that it was like it will. Oh, that will never happen. After the set, 
I'll have a couple. Yeah. But beforehand, never. Just because I want to be as switched on as possible when I play. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, nah, take that back. I would never, regardless of whether it's my band or if I'm filling in or sessioning, like I will never drink beforehand because, yeah, I'm just too scared to. I I think that shows a lot of integrity, honestly. Yeah. Like- if you'd be like, no, nah, I will never because it'll, uh, you know, this is my profession and it'll like uh, lessen the quality, I guess. Yeah. I, I just don't want to make an ass of myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Personally, I'm just like, oh, because I'm too self-aware. I'm like, someone in the crowd's going to look at me and go, what a fucking idiot. Yeah. yeah. There's, some, probably there's always some yeah. other drummer. Yeah, that's exactly. Like, it's, it's, like, it's a drummer thing. I he'll think. be like, there's one in 16th notes. Yeah. yeah. Fucking loser. <laughs> Where are the ghost Poser. notes? <laughs> yeah. He was meant to play two ghost notes in that verse. He played one. <laughs> yeah, no. What about you, Dylan? Um, I have drunk before sets before. Um, yeah. I remember one house party in particular that I played with a band that never really, we never really had a name, but we just had a different name for every gig. So mm-hmm. when we played that gig, I think we were called Hyper Intelligent Shark People. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I, yeah, I got fucking i was 19 i got fucking shit faced before i played and it was just a bad idea i just i ate shit at that performance pretty much it was uh was not good like you know the crowd didn't know any better the crowd was drunk the crowd had fun but i was just up there and i knew that i was eating shit and it was just not a fun feeling at all and so after that you know like there have been other times where i've drunk before a set i've never had that much to drink but each time i also find that it's like, uh, I get up there and I'm like, this might have been the best idea. Yeah. So it's something that I aim not to do. Yeah. But like, that's such a pathetic excuse. I aim not to do it. Is I fold so easily when someone offers me a beer. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> realize that our Northcote show, I'm like, oh, you want a beer, Dylan? You're like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, you hypocrite. <laughs> I had an interesting experience at the Stuck Out show that we played in December last year. And this, and this is purely a circumstantial thing, but- so we played that five o'clock or whatever the like the, yeah. the early show. The matinee. The, yeah, I don't know. Was it a matinee? It was. It was sort of six o'clock show. It was a manatee. Yeah, it was a manatee. <laughs> um, at the manatee show, um, we. I don't know. It was. It was an interesting like crowd to play to. You know, it was a bit more uh, lower energy. It was a bit more casual. Um, but then. So that so that it sort of affected. I felt like it affected my performance a little bit and how I kind of had to try and perform. Um, but then the second show was like a lot more fuller and a lot more looser. And so, but in that time I'd also had a couple drinks beforehand and I felt like the second time I'd felt a lot more looser about like my so performance. you were a bit more uninhibited. I was a bit more uninhibited and like, it was like a lot more soul to yeah. kind of come out if that makes sense rather than like this kind of like, oh shit, um, you know, worried about, everything and overthinking mm. you know just to kind of like relax a little bit see I, that's funny i feel like i would be think like hearing what you're saying i reckon if i was a vocalist i would be more inclined to drink beforehand because yeah. one i'm petrified of singing in front of people <laughs> but two with drumming i guess it, it can be so technical i want to yeah. be so switched on for that but with singing i feel like if i'm a bit loose and a bit more like chill about it all yeah. I could really go for it with vocals and the performing aspect yeah I well that's it it's like a lot of the uh, a lot of the job of a front man is to be charismatic and I feel mm. like I, I agree with that I feel like if I had a you know, not that I'm not already so charismatic, just dripping <laughs> soggy with charisma. <laughs> but, soggy with charisma. Yeah. I want that on a shirt. <laughs> that would be fucking baller. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I feel like having a few more drinks would help me loosen up and feel a bit more like, a, mm. you know, you know, like you'd have a bit more fun up there. And I guess the crowd would kind of reciprocate that as well. You'd hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wouldn't it suck if you're up there trying to have the time of your life? And then, you know what? This has probably happened to a lot of yeah, vocalists, but you're trying to have the time of your life and the crowd's just not having a fucking bar of it and they just don't <laughs> want to see it. They're not interested. And then all of a sudden, it's, and then it's like, okay, do I tone down the energy or do I commit to this person? Because it's like, yeah. I can keep making a fucking ass of myself up here. And that sucks, but at least I'm committing to it or I can stop doing it, but then I've just let them fucking ruin my show. You're you're already halfway there. You may as well just fucking double down, double down for it. I think it's like, it's a double edged sword though, too, because especially when you're a vocalist, 
coming from where you're coming, like going from where you're coming from with like wanting to be on top of your game with the technical ability, you know, you, this, this, like, uh, your, your throat is like part is your instrument in a yeah. lot of ways and whatever you drink and how hydrated you are or, and, um, yeah, what you've eaten and all that sort of stuff has a great effect on- How many cones know. you've had. Yeah, sure. <laughs> exactly. How many ice cream cones you've had before yes. said, because dairy is really bad for you. Well, yeah, I, I recently learned how fucking- technical vocalists need to get with like you can't have this before yeah, a show or before a tour it's I'm intense. like whoa so I so you can I feel like there's got to I, I'm very much like in a dilemma with like whether I drink before a show because it's like on one hand you're right like there's this you know looser charis- charismatic side that you know you want to kind of uninhibit but then there's also the well I've got to be like strict on what I can have so maybe I can't have a beer because mm. of yeast or something I don't know like yeah because someone told me that it would be bad. <laughs> you exactly. know, I don't actually know, but yeah, I, it's so I don't know which which one I'd land on. I'm sort of. I guess it just comes down to the individual and yeah. the circumstance and mm. everything. See, like I'm not everything that I've said today. I'm not like judging anyone that doesn't mm. drink or that does drink or anything like that. Everyone's different. Everyone has their own circumstances. Everyone needs their own ways to yeah. get through things. I mean, that's all. That's all well and good. I'm Sometimes it's part of the show too. That you know, too, sometimes yeah. like I've watched a lot of bands that like that's that's Rose kind tattoo. of <laughs> sure <laughs> and them um, yeah that like that's kind of part of the experience of going to see them it's 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 kind of based around that drinking culture in a lot of ways that we were talking about earlier I saw a band called Zebrahead once and they mm. had a like dude that just ran a bar side stage for them and <laughs> his whole thing was just giving them drinks through their whole set and then he came out in the middle of the set sculled one drink for the crowd everyone cheered him and then you just went back to fucking making drinks drinking on the job that was his whole thing so what are you doing the band man yeah I'm the touring bartender yeah. <laughs> but fucking tired lion at Unify did you did you watch their set no no I don't think I, I thought did. you might have been next to me actually but they had a bottle of Jack Daniels Ophelia can can verify this they had a bottle of Jack Daniels on stage and they were just drinking it straight throughout the entire, like before the set, like before they started and on stage, just like. What if that was just like dark apple songs? juice and you've been had? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, it's like the warp tour fucking. Yeah. Where they get the monster cans, maybe. but they're actually it's water. It's a fucking lie. <laughs> the music industry is a lie. <laughs> monster presents water. Exactly. <laughs> if that's the case, then. <laughs> I've been had, but I, I swear that it looked like it had the seal on it and stuff. So, and maybe that's just how they're comfortable performing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like good on props. I know that, like, as a vocalist, this wouldn't be something that you know. Usually, a vocalist, I think, any under most circumstances would do because of their throat. But I do like having like an ice cream cone or two before mm. Mm. a set because I feel like it does the same thing for me. It like. It like <laughs> I just got it <laughs> folded. Yeah, go on. You know the da- the dairy will rip up your throat, and you'll just be you'll be cough it up along on stage. But I find that just like uh, you know with the things that I do, I, just a lot of it, I just kind of mm. it helps loosen me up in that same way. Yeah. But cheeky uh, the thing, the difference, <laughs> the, di- <laughs> the difference between um uh that and alcohol is with alcohol i feel like i lose control mm. whereas if i'm having an ice cream i feel like i'm still very much in control i'm like yeah. i'm uninhibited <laughs> but i'm not like i'm still lucid yeah oh 100%. my god the ice cream analogy is great <laughs> <laughs> man i'm always in control when i'm eating an ice cream <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, t- I totally understand like where you come from with that point of view of like not liking drinking because there have been times where i've gotten blackout drunk and i fucking hate it because mm. i always worry that i've done or said something that's like you upset someone i made a fucking ass of myself or mm. i get this like hangover anxiety it was just anxiety and it's <laughs> like and it I, I just get stupidly emotional when I'm drunk. Yeah. Like, I don't like this. Yeah. Um, yeah. First time I got drunk, I, uh, yeah, spent half the night just being like, I don't like not being in control. (laughs) And it was not, it wasn't a good time. I can't believe I just said that. Oh, buddy. But yeah, from that, from that moment on, I was like, yeah, look, maybe not for me. (laughs) I mean, fair assessment. At least you yeah. weren't like, I need a stick to it because everyone's yeah, done it. Yeah, maybe if I go again, it'll be better next time. Yeah. 
Because then you just end up as one of those sad drunk fucks that's yeah. sad because they're, dr- they're fucking drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <sighs> oh. This has been a depressing fucking. I know. <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, let's brought the tone down a little bit. <laughs> I was I was gonna I was thinking about uh, where nostalgia or when nostalgia started. When do you think nostalgia became a thing? As in, like a concept, a concept. To, to humans or a concept to me personally? A concept to humans. Oh, Jesus Christ! Liam. Wow, this is deep. I know. That's a uh, yeah. That's I know. A shower. I- He's in the shower with an ice cream, <laughs> just cooking up some thoughts. <laughs> Oh man, this is definitely an ice cream thought, right? Yeah. <laughs> because like people like in the eighties, right, would have had nostalgia like would address nostalgically to like the sixties because we sort of believe in this like twenty, thirty year cycle, right? So like wh- like that obviously goes back further back than, you know, just like as a current, you know, so like it's it's not something that's just started in the last like twenty years. I feel like as a popular concept among mm. people it probably would have started, like, maybe around the time of the First World War. That would, would be my stab because I feel like up until then, they're constantly trying to progress forward and forward and forward. And then there's this huge fucking global event, this global catastrophe. And then people start thinking about how good it was before, how good it was yeah. before. And then you just, I think, and then I think you end up with that constant nostalgia. You know, yeah. I, in the sixties, they would have been nostalgic for the forties when white America was much simpler and kids mm. weren't as rebellious. <laughs> that makes That's a lot of like sense. That, I mean, that you've answered my question. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. That's what we did. Yeah. I, I, I don't know for sure. I'm just taking a wild yeah. guess in the dark. I reckon it's been in like ingrained in human nature f- forever. I feel like as humans, there's a part of us that constantly always, wants to regress. Or just looking back on things. We all like, we always like to like, we enjoy hindsight or, it's not always an enjoyable hindsight, but yeah. it's, we, we, even, even hindsight, that's not great in terms of things you look back on. You're like, Oh fuck. It's still, you still learn from it and mm. it's still a positive outcome. I feel like humans have always looked back at things, but it's just now recently we use it more as like, fuck, how do I explain it? I don't even know how to explain it. I feel like like now is kind of not comparable to the first world war. Things are fucking awesome now compared to the first world war. But like in the, in the terms of a global event, I think that there's probably like a mass nostalgia now where everyone is like, remember 2019. Yeah. I I feel like that. I've I've heard that a lot with like last year and people, uh, people instead of listening to current music, found themselves going back to more familiar, comforting, music from their like their past yeah Yeah. definitely but the thing i'm interested to see is that if coming out of like if we do go back to some sort of remnants of a normal remnants of a normal i don't know why that was so hard to say (laughs) um if that's going to then ruin that sort of music for people because like during the um during the great depression big band swing was huge people liked it because it would you know help them not think about the great fucking depression and then coming out of the Great Depression when that was over, no one wanted to listen to it anymore because it reminded them of the Great Depression. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I do that all the time. With any any time I listen to music during a shit time, I'll hear it again. I'll be like, oh, fuck, now I can't listen to it again. <laughs> it's just ruined it for me. Like, uh, oh, shit, the other day, the other day I, because back when the lockdown first started, I bought a Switch and I got Animal Crossing, as yep. everyone did, and we all just pumped it and yeah. I was listening to a whole bunch of music at the time while I was playing Animal Crossing and I think I saw an Animal Crossing video mm. and it was like PTSD it was like oh no <laughs> I had flashbacks of being on lockdown I kind of feel like that with Among Us Among that Us. was that was a bit later like I think Among Us or for me anyway I only got onto Among Us like late once lockdown had it was nearly over and like things were kind of a lot better and we we knew a bit more whereas whereas this was like fresh into lockdown yeah. things were so unknown i was going through some shit at the time as well <clears throat> it was just not a great combination and now anytime <clears throat> excuse me anytime i listen to anything oh, it's ice cream yeah. oh, man that ice cream really hit hard <laughs> maybe just as cheeky gelati <laughs> couple of drumsticks maybe um now, whenever I either see anything about Animal Crossing or I hear any of the albums that I listen to around that time, my brain goes, nah, 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 nah. 
So it's, yeah, it's it's one of those things where it ruins it for you if you're having a shit time. Hundred percent. I I can I can feel that. I sometimes like there have been times where I, you know what I list like there was an album that I listened to when I was in a relationship, and then once I was out of the relationship, I felt like I couldn't listen to that album anymore. Uh, but I had to like f- I forced myself to listen to it basically because I also liked this album before the relationship, and I was like I'm not gonna let that ruined this album. So I just kept forcing myself to listen to it. Mm. And it was kind of painful at first, honestly, but then it like- It's kind of like reclaiming it. Yeah, yeah. I was know? like, nah, this needs to be an album that I like and that is my album, you know? Yeah. I'm not going to lose this album in the breakup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, eventually, eventually, as time passes, you kind of go, oh, okay, it's, it's fine. Yeah, but yeah. It's, I love yeah. this album for a reason. Exactly. Like there, there's a few, the first 1975 album, mm. like the self-titled one, I loved it, and but I listened to it during a point of like my first relationship ending. Yeah. And so there was a long period of time where I couldn't listen to that album again. Yeah. I was like, no, but now I just, now I bang it all the time. It's fucking great. So <laughs> it's just, yeah, you get, you get, you, once you get past that stage, you're like, ah, oh, right, I'll listen to it again. Uh, How unreasonable does it feel to like lose an album? Like for song, for like songs, you know, it's like, oh, okay. Like fair enough. You that's know, a couple right. of songs. You know, a couple yeah. of songs. That's whole fine. album. But a like, whole no. album. How disgraceful. That's- yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus. How entitled are you? Yeah, come on. <laughs> Grow you can't up. take this album yeah. from me. <laughs> Here's a question though. Sure. Have you ever been uh, in a situation and part two to that question is, in that situation, <laughs> <laughs> no, have, you, have you ever been in a situation where something's happening and you register, like, in your in your mind, you're like, this is something that you're going to look back on with nostalgia? Even if it's not necessarily, like, a good experience. Because I sometimes get nostalgic for shit times in my life just because mm. of how, I don't know, I guess because it's A, familiar, I've already been through it, and B, because it's like an intimate time you spend with yourself, even if it's a bad time, you're like... Mm. Mm. And it's like a significant point in your brain as well. Yeah, 100%. So you look back... Uh, shit. Uh, I, I was driving home from Painesville the other week, and I had an album on and just had it on repeat. And while I was on the drive, I, I felt sad on the drive, and it was a sad album, but while I was on the drive, I was like, this is something I'm going to look back on with nostalgia because I've got a lot of time to myself to just kind of experience this and ride this out, I guess. Sounds like you're on the way to Painesville, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> Very well done. That's what that, I'm here that for. Was, <laughs> and that's it. I'm out. Thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it has been great. Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> um, there's definitely been moments. Uh, probably the only recent thing that I can think of is a bit more on a bigger scale as, I guess, all of last year. Every, I'd always think to myself being like, this year is going to be something that not only everyone at this current time is going to remember forever, but then there are going to be people far, like far ahead of us that are going to look back on this time and study it like we do. Well, like we do with like history and stuff. Yeah. This is, this is, we are currently living in world history and it's kind of freaky to think about that way that there are going to be people that are going to study what is happening right now. I was actually going to ask when when people kind of consider like decades and eras like you know certain styles they attribute to you know certain certain times mm. what do you think people in like the 2010s and 2020 like what would you say like 20 30 years from now like looking back now yeah what would you say is like the style or what could you attribute to the style of now for me it's trackies and shirts that have holes in them yeah and i think people are going to look back on that and say what nikon <laughs> Wait, is it the hoodie the hoodie like the, the oh yeah, yeah. Okay. that's like the, the iconic the that's what we'll be remembered for yeah, right? just yeah. walk around in hoodies in public and i was like oh man what style similarly i'd attribute the 2010s to onesies oh true mm, very I, true or crocs <laughs> Post Malone's bringing them back. Yeah, low key. He released a, he released a, a style of Crocs a couple of years ago mm. that I was like, I actually want them. Yeah, <laughs> I, but I, I couldn't say it in public, otherwise I'd be ridiculed and never <laughs> see the same again. But well, I hate to let you know that this podcast will be public. But oh, fuck! <laughs> Can you just bleep that whole sentence out? <laughs> but oh, that's a good question. Well, but here's here's the thing. We're now everyone's dressing. I mean, I, I'm being such a hypocrite now because I've started dressing in, in this way as well. We're all dressing now back 
Like yeah. the, the style is now hundred percent. We're doing the whole nostalgic thing. <laughs> yeah. That like now the whole eighties, nineties look is coming back. Mm-hmm. So looking back on the 2000, especially the 2020s, like last year and this year, I feel like now it's really starting to hit a mm. thing. It's not going to really be, it's not going to be its own thing. Yeah. So that, and that's kind of what I, what I was, what I was saying before was like, it's kind of nostalgia within nostalgia because mm. we're looking back at, you know, styles from 20, 30 years ago, but those people might've also been dressing like people 30, 40 years ago, then again. So it's like almost- We're in a constant loop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just- I'm like, waiting for the day that someone really breaks it. Like someone just dresses fucked. Well, that's, <laughs> and then everyone's like, "That's so- hang on, that's really cool." <laughs> We're gonna run out of nostalgia one day, though. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it's just gonna be like, yeah. The nostalgia wells run dry. <laughs> <laughs> it's all homogenous. Anything goes. Anything goes, mate. It's scary to think about though, because like mm. creativity, I feel is slowly going down the gurgler, because as we as we lean on nostalgia to kind of to push forward mm. we're losing that kind of yeah creativity like development develop something new yeah. see i'd argue that people from like 40 years ago for example the 1980s mm. or the 30 to 40 years ago i'd i'd argue that those guys might not have been looking back but looking forward i feel like kind of up until you got maybe to the turn of the millennium it feels like music kind of was trying to progress and push forwards mm. and then i don't know i feel like at the break of the millennium then it starts just kind of replaying itself you know mm. then pop punk punk just stays pop punk and then you know like there, there's no real new developments and then it's just pop music sort of capitalizing on nostalgia to then sort of push further elements but then people incorporate those elements so maybe it's less that people will stop looking back but music will kind of cease genre and just become one sort of whole thing where people mm. just incorporate However, everything 2000s metalcore my god is that a fucking dated <laughs> genre <Yeah. laughs> you could you could put on yeah. any fucking 2000s metalcore album and i can guarantee oh, I you, everyone, would just, Prada, bro. everyone would just pick the exact year that it was released <laughs> because it's like man you can pin that um, down yeah easy I, that train totally missed me or i was late for that i don't know i didn't get on that at all that i sound. was late to it so i mean because I feel like everyone, everyone just a bit older than me mm. really hit that. I was just a bit too young to yeah. be with it at the time of, Yeah, but I, I, yeah, I jumped I, on it right at the end and it was still cool, but it's real cool. Right now you look back and you're like, Oh, that, that hasn't aged well, no. but at the <laughs> same time corny. it has. I don't like, it's yeah. real corny, but I, th- I think some people are bringing it, trying to bring it back. It's unfortunate. Yeah. I think, I, think, I think there's a push for it to come back. <laughs> Someone say Easy Core? <laughs> easy Core. Oh, fuck yeah. me. That's Speaking good. of Easy Core, did you see Chunk No Captain Chunks coming back? This oh, year? Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw they posted a photo. Actually, was it today that I saw on Twitter? There was like Chunk No Captain Chunk 2021. And I was like, oh my God. I'm so ready for this. What? Yes. What possessed these guys? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I just want to hear fucking Yeah, I just I just want a fucking easy core album again. <gasps> oh man. I'll listen to it once, be like, this sucks, and never again. Yeah. <laughs> but I will love it. Yeah. It's because the nostalgia's not there anymore. <laughs> it will be for the first song. Yeah. <laughs> and then the rest will be like, all right. I've had my I feel like that's what was the the, M- the thing with the MGK album as well. Ah, uh, what the one that Travis Barker produced? Yeah, I feel like that, that was very nostalgic. It yeah, I feel like nostalgia. it was n- yeah. nostalgia inducing. Yeah, I back that. Every, but it, pop it, punk as a genre, I think, is very nostalgia inducing. Definitely. I mean, the, it's definitely it. Pop punk is slowly developing again. Mm. With like now, we've got the new era of like Yours Truly, Stand Atlantic. Mm all those kinds of bands that are now like between you and me, they're all starting to push it again, mm. which is really good, especially for the Australian scene. Cool. Um, we, it, it, there was a period of time, I reckon between 2010, and 2020 that it kind of hit a bit of a stagnant part. Mm-hmm. It all kind of sounded the same. But there was one band 
keeping the dream alive, set the score, yeah. just absolutely holding well, it down for us. Well, yeah. the real hard. ones were getting held down. It's hard to be a trendsetter. STS. It's hard to be someone on the cusp of greatness and just pushing it forward every year. Every release was just gold. Just banger after just banger. Just banger after banger. And it was like we just couldn't be stopped. <laughs> but you know what? We thought, fuck, we should probably give the others a chance. Yeah. So we called it a day. Yeah, you, you put the torch there and you said, yeah. then we'll leave it here for exactly. whoever to pick up. Exactly. We, 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 we passed on the torch and I'll tell you what, everyone was the better for it. <laughs> oh, I love that. Pisser. Absolute awesome. pisser. Uh, never, I think set the score will be a thing that will always be fucking brought up <laughs> as a joke. <laughs> because... I loved it to bits, but it's it's fun to laugh at. I, I have such I, genuine love for that band. I do too, yeah. because essentially it has gotten me to where I am today. Yeah. Like it has taught me so many lessons, both musically, mm. socially, and just in this industry, it's taught me a lot of things. I think it was just like one of the first local bands that I just like discovered on my own. Um, like as in, it wasn't like something that was recommended to me or like through friends. It was like... It was just something that I saw on Dreambound, and um, yeah, I just, I've just, felt, I've enjoyed it, and then I found out they were from you guys are from Melbourne, and I was like, this is, this is cool. That still blows my mind. Yeah, like <laughs> people listening to music that I'm a part of mm. still, it's like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Why are you listening to me? Like, it's yeah, it's it's funny. I mean, we're all still amazing friends. I mean, we, I went to primary school with two of them. No, well. Three of them, if you count mm. our first vocalist that recorded the first EP and left. Mm. We're, yeah, we're all still great mates. We've been in each other's lives forever. And like, I'm still in band with MVD. Godwin's got Waybridge. Mm. Like, we're all still doing really cool things. Mm. It's just crazy to look back on and be like, fuck, we were all in a band together once. And like, some of the shows we played were utter shit, but some of them were <laughs> utterly awesome as mm. well. It was just. Yeah, it was a it was a weird thing, but we look back and we're like, nah, probably good that we call it quits. Yeah, yeah. it's okay. That's well, I, I think it's okay to just kind of chalk it up as like a project that was a learning experience that you oh, had a lot of, of fun with, sort of, of thing. Of course, I'm incredibly fortunate to do half the things we did. It was like, the, at that time, everything that we did, we were like, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Still, it's fucking cool. Yeah, and it's corny as fuck, just like. To, to refer to like the, I feel like to refer to it as the scene but it was kind of like one of those things where big local talking big, yeah. big local talking no I had fuck I had a train of thought enough totally oh it's like that Twitter trend that's happening at the moment where they post four photos you had to be there we'd be like <laughs> set the score <laughs> fucking still so far from home album cover you had to be there <laughs> <laughs> mostly because it's all fucking down off Spotify so you had to be there otherwise yeah, you can't I know, hear I can't, it anymore. I can't even listen to this stuff yeah anymore. no probably for, for, yeah. for the better <laughs> I've got it on hard drives oh, please have. don't leak that no no I won't <sighs> please we've all come so far yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's definitely music out there that I I don't wish to be on the internet. Yeah, you know, but, there's one but, song but, that but you had out that I really really want back on the internet. <laughs> you know the one that I'm talking about as well. Mm. I fucking it was one one of his first songs as Acroid when he was doing his hip hop thing. Did you link that to me? I don't know. I I don't even know because I, I remember you linked me some Acroid stuff at the yeah, start. Yeah, yeah. Which was sick, by the way. Yeah, I kind of there's it's only in very select places. I'll like I'm not going to like direct people to it. Like yeah. if people discover it, then that's that's cool. But that's their problem. Yeah, yeah. I, I do. I do kind of want to like because I've been getting into like electronic music or at least making like electronic music a bit more lately. Um, I I kind of maybe want to start it up again, but maybe it's just like a beats thing. Maybe it'd just be just like you know, an EP of instrumentals that I've made, you know, um, I did that a lot, uh, in 2020. Like I just made things. I, I use my record player to sample stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I think I want to like revisit the Acroid brand as such, but just like kind of push it as just like a yeah. beats thing. Why the fuck not? Yeah. There's yeah. literally the nothing music. stopping yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, uh, that, I just I haven't thought about that. I've got other things to think about before I get to that. Yeah, you'd better focus Liam's on that. Liam just had an epiphany band. right here in front of us. Yeah. <laughs> I could see his brain just explode. Into, <laughs> into a huge galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> 
cream. But going back on like older bands and you're learning mm, stuff, like mm. it's it's critical to everyone. Like not everyone can their first, like not everyone can join their first band and it instantly just becomes the biggest fucking thing in the world. A lot of the time, a lot of people you got to go through different bands or at least different experiences of being in different bands or stuff like that. You got you got to have your learning experience and you got to kind of pave the way towards what you do some people can do it in their one band like you can start off and you can learn and your band can still succeed yeah kind of learn or as you go you do what i'm doing and every band that i join doesn't work <laughs> no that's a lie um just every like you, you just progress through different stages and eventually you find the right thing um and you just you find what works with every little experience that you've had and you build off that and then if you're lucky, things progress further. Yeah, 100%. Well, it's like similar to what you're saying was set the score. I talk a lot about my first band as a just total meme. And it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I had so much fun. I liked, I liked the music at the time. And I still look back on it, you know, and I'm like, there's a big part of me that cringes at it. But then there's also a big part of me that enjoys it out of nostalgia sort of thing. But um, yeah, it's just like I just you know look back on that now and i was like that was a lot of fun that was a great learning experience and it was necessary for it to happen and it wasn't meant to take off or anything like that and now i'm like better for having that experience i remember there was a a band that um ariel and i were in and you probably were used to be in the earlier iteration of it that was um like a high school band and we actually played i think your first this first set the score show it was like a battle of the bands in like Mount Evelyn or Montrose or something. Was really? Like your first. Wait, you may have told me this, and I yeah, think yeah, my yeah, reaction yeah. again was, "What the fuck?" Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. It's like small world shit. Yeah, we, I didn't know set the score at the time. Mm. You know, it's your, it was your first show, obviously, but um, it wasn't. Then later, I didn't like put the two and two together until like later on. I think Ariel brought it to Who me. Who else played that show? Do you remember? Um, I think it was Oedipus Rex. Oh, Oedipus yeah, Rex. Oedipus. That's fucking raw, dude. I remember those Don't guys. tell me Volv was there as well. Yes. Might have. Might have I done. I remember that show. Yeah, it was One like, of Void of Vision's first shows as well. Yeah. So we played Holy our f- high school band, me and Ariel, fuck. played um, that that show. I was, on, I was on drums in that band. You had a backwards snap back on. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we've all been there. We've, yeah. We've and we, all been everyone's there. got their demons, bro. <laughs> Boy, do I have some demons with you know, backwards snapbacks. Jesus I Christ. I really lent into low. that. Really lent into the fucking pop punk scene there. Jeez. I, I've seen those old photo shoots where you have like a bit of a fringe oh, as well. don't fucking remind me. It's awesome, dude. It's, it's so good. Uh, bring it back. Yeah, that's it. I'm going to bring, bring the, the fringe back. That that's that when when we hit nostalgia point and everyone brings the fringe back, yeah, I'm going, that's, that's what's to expect from 2030. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me, I don't want to be around for that. There's going to be side Jeez. fringes. Every every set of jeans is going to have a chain on it for the wallet. Oh, there better gonna, be world the end, the end me culture will come back, but it won't be the the emo kids. It'll be the people that are just so suffering from just having to deal with that. Exactly. Memes will be like super super normcore again with impact font top text bottom text yeah metalcore will come back dude it'll be awesome actually because we'll we'll have the upper hand we'll have done it before we'll capitalise bro but then also it's just going to be horrendous to sit through it again be like oh no they still haven't hit this part it's like how you feel every time they announce another lockdown you're like oh not again one band releases synth in their breakdown you're like oh fuck Bass boosted, bass drops. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'd give my middle nut to see House vs. Hurricane play that forfeiture album again live. <laughs> I've never listened to House vs. Hurricane. Really? Yeah. I actually never really listened to them either. I did catch them on that reunion show they played at, like, the Manhattan. Yeah. And it was, like, actually a really cool concert to watch. I, <laughs> I, I did enjoy it. Speaking of House vs. Hurricane, I think this is the right band. House vs. Hurricane. Yes, so kind of touching back on the whole first Vov show mm. and House vs. Hurricane. So I was a part of getting Voidavision their very first show when they, because they were a band before Voidavision. I think, I can't remember the name that they were, they were called beforehand, but they just became, they just become Voidavision. Excuse me, Dylan. I'm talking. <laughs> I'm talking. <laughs> um, yeah, they'd just become Void of Vision and they had entered this competition to open for House vs. Hurricane. The competition was 
Harlem Shake video. (laughs) Speaking of nostalgia. So, at this time, I don't even think we were set the score at this time. I think we were still the band before set the score, which I'm not going to name. Oh, please. Not naming that band. (laughs) That is, that is, we've already hit the set the score. We don't need to go further. Yeah, yeah. Stop so poking we were the So, we were the band before set the score and we were all at one of our mate's place and he, his brother was in Void Division at the time mm. And we were all having, so we were having band practice that day and they all, all of the Void Division guys came over as well. And they're like, so guys, we've got this thing. At the time, the Harlem Shake was the shit. So we we're like, of course. They are, he goes, we've got this, we need to do a Harlem Shake video to open for House vs. Hurricane. By the way, I don't even think, I, I don't even know if I'm meant to be telling this story. Everyone, all the Vov guys are probably like, Adam, you fuck. Uh, <laughs> but, um, oh, if they listen to this. If they listen to this. Maybe we'll just bleep out the names of the fans. <laughs> nah. Um, yeah, we. They were like, we need to do a Harlem Shake video. That's the like the condition to get into, like to open for the show. Oh, that is and fucking so, golden. Yeah, we did a Harlem Shake video, and then they got the they got the gig. That's sick. <laughs> That's awesome. That's, that is, su- you know what? I love that. That is such a good like band first gig story. Literally, like, that could be a biopic. But that's such a like a ba- <laughs> like that's such a dated band first gig thing. Like you couldn't tell that from a band that did it two years ago. Yeah, that I- is purely from that era. Yeah, you can't ha- like someone like maybe at the age like all right, someone below the age of twenty. You can't tell them what the Harlem Shake is. You'd be yeah, like, no. They'd be like, "What drink is that?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You, know, you, you just tell them it was a rare run of milkshakes at Macca's. Is it, I miss the Harlem Oi, Shake. Do you guys still have the Harlem Shake? <laughs> <laughs> Epic prank drive through asking McDonald's for the get Harlem a large Shake. Harlem Shake, please. Extra Harlem. <laughs> Extra Harlem sauce. You drive through to the next window and they're all doing the Harlem <laughs> Shake. <laughs> Fuck that thing, man. No, that's but, also yeah. how that's also how Filthy Frank or Joji got famous as well. That he, he started Shake it. Video. Yeah, really. He started it. Yeah, I yeah. Think, yeah. Um, it's yeah. it's amazing the dumb shit that makes people famous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it's. I've been watching this YouTuber recently, and he like he just talks like he talks a lot about other YouTubers and um just you know people who are bad people that make shit content basically. And it is really, really stupid to see some of the content that is up on YouTube that is just fucking ridiculous that people are, like, getting paid for to make. Like, that's their whole career and they're making this shit content. Kids love it. Yeah. It sets such a bad example for kids as well, some of it. I know, but that's literally it. Kids love it. Parents put their kids in front of YouTube and kids are like, oh, what looks funny? Mm -hmm. I sound like such a fucking boomer right now, honestly. Fucking fucking kids. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's the children who are wrong. (laughs) I was talking to my mate Dave yesterday, though, and he said that... uh, the, he's got one plant. He was gifted like eight plants at Christmas. He's got one of them that's still alive. Mm. And he said the only thing that's keeping it alive is the water from the rain because he doesn't water it. He doesn't do anything with it. And that is the literal plant equivalent of saying that the internet can raise your kid. Literally. <laughs> it's just like, ah, oh, fuck it. Someone else will do it. Yeah. I just, Let nature fact, run its course. The fact that we... The, the thing that pisses me off the most with technology and kids is the fact that iPads are now such a thing in schools. Oh, yeah. Like, are you that... It just Dumb. comes from a place of jealousy, though. We have to. We have Not to, at all. No. No, I reckon we had the apex with fucking com- like computer labs. Yeah. That I reckon that was when it peaked. Nothing yeah. was better than being like, oh, going on kid pics. Yeah. <laughs> or oh, math circus. Yeah. Oh, math circus. Math circus. Or It'd be I, like, oh, we're going to the computer lab, and I'd be like, yes. Just playing Counter Strike or Halo on the land oh, as well. Yeah. We, multi-desktop. We've yeah. mentioned on this before that we all passed around a program on our USBs that uh, you could, like, put in a hotkey command and it would, like, zoom out your, uh, you know, whatever your screen is doing and it was a cube and you basically had five other screens that you could switch to. I also went to a laptop high school. Don't yeah. worry. Been there, done that, brother. <laughs> yeah. That was uh, that was definitely the the uh, the ticket. That it was, would be yeah. like... It was a move. But it was funny to see that program evolve through high school because in mm. year seven it was, like, this really slow slow animation of the screen going out and moving by like year nine and ten it was like 
Yeah. Just like, <laughs> so you could you could really risk it when the teacher's right next to you and you're like, oh, how long can I play for? Yeah. Fucking switch. Yeah. <laughs> and the teacher was none the wiser. <gasps> yeah, fuck. Laptop schools. Oh. I d- I did listen to that episode. Yeah. I did listen yeah. to that episode. It's fucking... I reckon that was probably one of our most popular segments is when we were talking about all that nostalgic, like, high school, primary school stuff. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I got a lot of messages about that episode. Really? Yeah. Or just, just people being like, oh, yeah, I, like, I remember doing that sort of stuff. Did you guys play Ninja on the computer? Like, that N Plus game? Like yes. Yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. like gray, gray like the silhouette. You got to jump and click the yeah, yeah, yeah. And I then, played that shit yeah, all the time. That was like the game. Yeah. I like, I, I'm pretty sure I finished that game. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the later levels were like sadistic. Yes. And kids would put more time into that than any of their schoolwork. Yeah. I, I, was, I was one of those kids. Yeah. yeah shit. Come on. Do you ever play Cubefield? Oh, yeah. Cubefield. <laughs> well, one of the one of the versions of Cubefield that was going around in my school was a bit broken, where if you just from spawn slam the right, no, cube, <laughs> <laughs> you could somehow glitch past and just forever go. Yeah. And the first person to work that out for a day was a god because he'd come to school, and we were like. What is your score? And then someone else cracked the code and we're like, oh, you can't. <laughs> you it's like finding out he's been doping. Exactly. You're like, oh, you cheater. That's it. Never playing again. Oh. Now nah, he ruined the game for us because yeah. for the longest time we we're like, oh, high score. What's your high score? And then that guy came and we're like, oh, you bastard. I think that might have been one of my favorite like primary school, high school games. Cubefield? Yeah, Cubefield. I fucking- Cubefield I liked because it was enjoyable and it was like- Challenging, but still easy enough to do. But my other favourite game was one that I could only take so much of. Fucking Cat Mario. Oh, yeah. Did you ever play that? (laughs) What? It's like- On the computer? Yeah, it was just like this- Basically, it looked like your typical N64, uh, like, Super Mario- Game, I guess, or I'm not sure if N64 is Super no, Mario. No, it was just, just like, yeah, you know, like the, Mario, the old Mario Brothers, Mario. side-scrolling yeah, yeah, Mario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And you were, you played as a cat, but it was like one of those like modified like it had like lots of booby traps, and you had to like shit it was falls really from the hard. sky at a fast pace. Oh shit! No, yeah. I think I do know. Yeah. What you're certain about. bricks will yeah. give you money, but certain bricks will fucking kill you. Uh, platforms collapse underneath mm. you, and it all happens so fast. And the only way to play that game is to speed run it. Yeah. yeah, and and to keep dying in order to learn all of the traps. Yeah, like well. a Dark Souls boss. Yeah, yeah. Yes, no, yeah. I do, I do remember that. Yeah, That's yeah. like a deep memory in my brain. Not many people played it. No, at my yeah. school, <laughs> I mean, but the few that I did, I was like, Poor, we played. I think I we, think we finished, were the only cunts that played it in high school. That game. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. not everyone uh, else was like, fuck this. Yeah, no. <laughs> Trying to think, what was the game that I? We went through a period of time where Tetris was the shit. Oh, free Tetris. You know what? Yes, freetetris.com. Free yeah, but uh, make them suffer made me good at Tetris in high school because I just like my girlfriend at the time. She had a class when I had my spare period in the computer lab. Like she had her class in the computer lab, so I just chill out next to her while her class was gone. Sit there, listen to make them suffer, and play Tetris. And I got really fucking good at Tetris because that's all I did with my free time. That's hectic. And then the first uh, first time I met someone from Make Them Suffer, I was like, "Hey man, your band made me good at Tetris." <laughs> he was like, "Thanks." <laughs> <laughs> and you left a lasting impression ever since. Yeah, I just met a fucking psycho out there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk to that guy. <laughs> Free Tetris was the shit, though. And there was also, like, freefrogger.org. Yeah. And, like, they all kind of ran off the same... Yeah, same sort of... Same sort of structure. Sort of, yeah. our, our, our school started getting real, real good with the whole, like, getting rid of our games. Yeah, they, they do, So, like, we, 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 got, we got real desperate at a time where it was the, the Olympics or, like, the Commonwealth Games were on and Google had their little games on the Google Home screen. Yeah. And we got real desperate that that was our fix. We were like, fuck What's the game today on the Google homepage? <laughs> Hurdles? Okay. <laughs> like, it got bad. We just used to use proxy sites. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, Prox- you guys are way too smart for us. Yeah, we, we were we, like, oh. that, that is when I reckon the nerds got like real, po- like the nerdy kids who knew about how to bypass all this stuff got real popular. <laughs> yeah. they, they got real. Wait, man, useful, tell me how you did it, bro. Real resourceful. They- 
Well, and because once it once like one proxy site would be the default for all the kids to go to, the IT guys would crack on onto it between watching porn, and then, <laughs> well, that's another thing. Actually, there was always that one kid that alleged that he saw the IT guys watching porn when he went in to get a problem solved. <laughs> Do you ever like have that yes, in your school? Surprisingly, that does ring a bell. It yeah, was that always very universal. Yeah. yeah, but that could also just be a thing that happened at our school, and because it both happened to us, it's just like it must have happened to everybody. Well, yeah, but you know what? I got a whole lot the story about that but it might be a bit too scarring i'll finish this story yeah. first i mean there was a kid that was passing around a usb of games but games was actually porn uh, <laughs> but that's like every again everyone's done it yeah yeah 100 yeah, i love that and it's like I mean, no i never partook in that <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah for legal purposes this is a joke but yeah. <laughs> but yeah no that was always a classic and it's like i loved how not because, you know, when you're on the cusp of your sexual awakening or whatever, it's so not weird for your friends to just give you, you know, spank material. Yeah, and you're like, cheers, man. <laughs> Check out this video yesterday. <laughs> yeah, bet I did. <laughs> That's fucking filthy. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ah, this is gross. Whenever they crack onto... The IT guys would crack onto a proxy site like they'd shut it down pretty quickly and so it was like only in those times everyone would go to the one nerdy war. kid and they'd be like hey man you got you got a good proxy site we can use I know a guy yeah <laughs> it was like it was like a cold war it was like, or like a prison system where you know like it was like the prisoners versus the guards kind of thing where the <laughs> IT people were the guards the IT guy and they're just like the they're, lo can. they're locking you out of all these websites but then you're just you're just tunneling your way around it yeah it's the great escape baby yeah, 100% if only we put as much time into our schoolwork as we <laughs> yeah. did yeah. Yeah. around this maybe I wouldn't be stuck as a fucking musician yeah. <laughs> then I wouldn't be a stupid guy a that banker. thought music was the right way to go yeah. I reckon that's a pretty good place to wrap it up then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us, Adam. My pleasure, guys. Always yeah. laugh. Always a good time. Dude, yeah. thanks for hanging out again. We'll have to do this again. Yes. You know? we'll just yeah, well, you just live around the corner from here. I eh? do. So. I do. That's dangerous to anyone that knows where we are. But nah. yeah. 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 Anyone in Yugoslavia, please don't look us up. That's where we're at. <laughs> <laughs> but no, anytime. Lots of fun. All right, well, uh, we've been pretty good, thanks. I've been Liam. I'll remain to be doing, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye! Bye.